0: Hi, I'm Joaquin Evans, co-senior leader of Bethel Austin. I pray that Jesus ministers to you through today's message and that you are blessed deeply. If you're encouraged, please like and subscribe so you can stay up to date with all of our weekly sermons. Enjoy the message. Do you sometimes pinch yourself? Wow, how'd I get here? God's on the move. It's not new. He always is. Um, He doesn't stop moving. Uh, I just just try and make sure I keep up. (laughs) That could be a good sermon in itself. You don't look very excited by that. That's the idea. (laughs) Ah, Wow. I I love keeping up with Jesus. I want to try and uh, talk. You Explain to you a little bit what it means to to live with ever-increasing glory, and we looked at that last night. A spirit, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Yeah. It talks about us with unveiled faces, yeah. reflecting His glory. Yeah. Isn't it great we don't have a veil between us and God? It's gone. Therefore, we get to enjoy His presence continually. Uh, I don't get to visit with God, I get to live with Him. God came to give me life in all its fullness and um, I love when he's doing new things because he's always doing new things uh, but I want to make sure this is what I'm talk about I want to make sure that I incorporate all that he's giving to me into my life uh, not just have a great event and uh, I want to teach about that, that God, when, when God does something like he's doing at the moment it's an invitation for you to, to understand him in greater measure so that that measure can be truly expressed in your life to the world around you. Okay, it's, this is it's not what I call self-indulgent Christianity where you have, go and have a great time with God and come away and wait for the next great time with God. That, that's not what Jesus, Jesus came to give us a life that we live in all its fullness. Now all its fullness is an ever-increasing reality. Because we can get full now, but you know, next year you won't be full unless you've kept on growing in God. <laughs> yeah, so That's really important to understand. Because people say, this, 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 and this isn't God doesn't want to do top up Christianity. All right, he, he, we're meant to be those who overflow into the world. We've got, I've got a river inside me. Don't know about you. You got a river? But what He wants to do is, is increase the force of that river he doesn't turn the river on and off. Does that make sense? So so he's doing something right now, and I'm so excited. I'm really out, because, whoo! Why? Because he's ever-increasing glory. But I want to tell you, you need to know how this becomes a lifestyle, not an event. Okay, That's really, really important, because I see so many people who, who don't know how to incorporate... The revelation of God into to their lives. Um, but it's, it's not difficult, because um, Ephesians 1, verse 17 says, I, I pray continuously, okay? <clears throat> I continue to pray, I continually pray that God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, so that you may know him better. So that your knowledge. Now, so there's two key ingredients there, which is wisdom and revelation. God will reveal things to you, and He wants to give you the wisdom to know what you do with those things. Wisdom and revelation. There's revelation going on. Now, what. Oh, we all need more wisdom. But this is what I love about in James it says, if you lack wisdom, ask for it. And God gives it generously to all without finding fault. Isn't that. It's not performance related. So, I want to show a, um, a short video clip. This, what does, what does f- glorious freedom look like? Well, it looks a little bit like this. If you're ready to roll a Luke story, is that ready to go, Anastasia? This is at Eastgate, okay? <laughs> this guy's got a very serious illness.
1: Apparent that his uh, esophagus um, was misformed and uh, his joint infused at the end of his gestation, and his bottom bit brushed onto the trachea. He was bringing bile up from his stomach into his lungs, coughing it, and then effectively he was drowning. I'll always think a bit, I don't really
2: understand why. At the time I was at school, I had it hard to get out of lessons because of the in time because of this. But I never really put it together. So I was kind of getting my early childhood like my this, not knowing why, thinking
1: I was different to everyone else. And it was horrible. It was on blended food until he was three. Um, if you had something like a yogurt with bits in, it was an absolute no no because it was multiple textures. But every time we tried to lean onto something and push pushes the esophagus, we would quite often end up with a stricture. And that's where the esophagus just shuts right down. It was kind of surgery, so and then I had an appointment
2: after that, a week after that, and they were saying around Eastville was. One of the biggest things for me because I was constantly like, having to think about what I was doing. I was scared if I had awaited school from the canteen, there will be some kind of uh, cross contamination or one the wrong thing or read right, and then I would have an episode and I'd be sick, have my usual repercussions, I thought, like killing up, which would say, Where my mental health? I just fell down completely. I like couldn't sleep at night, and I, I was having
1: suicidal thoughts. His dark thoughts were horrendous. It, it was a really, really scary time um, because there was nothing I could do to fix it. I was at a mother's ever been in my life. I'd given up completely, and that's what the mum had completely
2: given up as well. Seeing I stepped into the evening centre, I felt a huge presence of the Lord, which was most of ever in my entire life. Like, it was insane how much I be
1: been like, even the smile on the face of me. That was rare at the time. We, we kind of walked to the table and um, we had communion and I, I could see that Luke was starting to come over and I said to him, I said, I'll take the bread for you because obviously he couldn't take communion. I felt
2: such a heap of I was like sweating you know, everything. Um, it was insane, my entire body went from the water and it was like going waves of a heap going up and down me. As I feel again, I just felt such a presence of God. Uh, and it was insane to feel like, lot. Like, he just, he couldn't tell me, and I was like, what was he doing? I felt God during that, it totally mixed in, bread right? And I was thinking to him, would you say, I'll be sick again, I can't do that. And like, just trust me, just trust me. That's what he said, that and I was like, let's just do this. <laughs> <laughs> there
1: was a sovereign just there with a for an hour, and, and he just said, Mum, oh, it's, it's
2: gone, it's gone. And I said, what, What's happening? I sat in the door, I remember just looking around and had a huge smile on my face. Um, and uh, crying, I see, mm-hmm.
1: in the middle of the night, we had a mighty moment. It was huge, it was about 2-3 in the morning and I dropped it and I do thinking, I'm not going to there, I'm just going to be going it's, it's fine. Well, what have next day, i felt like,
2: uh, amazing, mm-hmm. and, 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 and it looks like no, it's going very just, you will be exposed to me. I'm you,
1: time is, not the is used to the patient's as is. But it should be hand to just say congratulations.
2: Or the finish everything. Uh-huh. It <laughs> 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 I, I, I i I, I, I feast, And my <laughs> youngest yeah, was just, he couldn't believe it. And you know, could be
1: like, I said, We can eat what we like. We just go to restaurants and just order food without even asking <sighs> <the> questions for 20 minutes. That's all you eat. And it's just, there's just so much joy and freedom
2: just living. It's just, even if I've got this, how long And it just puts it on the face.
0: Luke's 18 now. He's just about to go to university. Can you just see, the, you just see the, the glorious freedom that's been released in his life? And recently, we got him back to our healing, healing center four years on from when he came to just tell the testimony to our new team who are post-COVID and they just needed to know the reality of what's already happening and God's doing that. last night we were looking at the world is waiting for us the glorious free children of God to be revealed he is revealing himself he wants to reveal us as his glorious free children not just himself but us he's so wonderful and he so loves the world I love when we singing that, oh, how he loves us, he does. <laughs> but he really does love the world. <laughs> and he wants to love the world through us. Yeah. And we looked at it last night, as Jesus was sent into the world, so are we. God so loves the world that we owe it <clears throat> to him and to the world to guard our glorious freedom with our lives. Because they are waiting for us and as yet we are not displaying the fullness of Jesus. No, I'm not saying that with condemnation, but I get so excited when something's happening because there's more coming. There's so much more coming. Whew, okay. During the worship this morning my watch strap broke. So So that's kind of good news for me. <laughs> I said, well, why are you doing that, God? Okay, I think. So, just a warning. When you need to get your kids, go get them and bring them back in, because God's going to be doing something here, okay? And uh, uh, t- let's not be controlled by time, but I'm mindful of it, okay? So, so yeah? God's going to be doing stuff here, and I don't want the kids to miss out. We ha- we have um, We run a conference at Eastgate called No Junior Holy Spirit.
2: <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> oh
0: I've got so much I'd love to say I'd love to come back <laughs> I want, I, 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 you know, so many things I love thank you for giving me a home to be part of it's very precious and also for thank you for loving healthcare for giving them a home as well it's really quite unusual and I just want to say this so many Christians in healthcare don't feel don't feel loved and valued in churches. And I won't go into a great explanation, but they just feel second-class citizens, and they get squeezed from both ends of the charismatic and the evangelical spectrum. Um, so thank you for loving healthcare professionals, and I don't think it's any surprise that what God's doing comes to rest upon this weekend when you've opened your doors to a sector of the world and bless them. It's no surprise to me. I thought, I'm going to be there. <laughs> it's happening. So, well. Um, <clears throat> back in 2007, uh, I went to visit... Bethel Reading for the first time, and uh, with uh, my wife, uh, Kim, and two other elders in our church, David Webster, and we went for the um, Open Heavens conference, and it was cool, and we, you know, all sorts of things happening, and we were told during this conference to make sure we didn't miss the pre-meeting prayer meeting. Now, this was quite interesting. It, was, it said, guys, you really don't want to miss the pre meeting. Prayer meeting, now this, I'm not just plugging you um, Now, for me, this is, so thought, okay, I'll go along. I'm, I've never been a great fan of pre-meeting prayer meetings because I think I just, I pray before I get there, I'm ready to go, and uh, <laughs> so I think, okay. But I thought, I'll go. So I went around to the, it was room at the back of, of Bethel building, um, and, and I had a certain expectation of what this might look like. So anyway, I get, get into the room and there's chairs all around the sort of edge of the room, a uh, few people sitting down, and then there's a few people just wandering around, and no music, and so I thought... So I go and sit in a chair with my number of friends, and I'm waiting for the meeting to start. <laughs> <laughs> something... And I'm, and I'm a bit puzzled, because there's no, there, there's nobody taking charge of this meeting. I thought... And, 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 and I thought, they've made, they've made a real big deal of this, but I, I don't quite get it. There's, why is nobody here, if it's so important? <laughs> And uh, this, I sat there for about ten or fifteen minutes, and, and uh, 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 this is this is odd of you know, Something obviously must happen. There's nobody coming to lead this meeting, um, and we we're all a bit puzzled, looking around. And these, there's a few people still wandering around in a circle. I think, okay. <laughs> anyway, so so I was sitting there, I, thought, I really don't get this. I really don't, this is this is. I don't know quite what's going on, but I can I can sit happily with God anywhere. So I thought I'll sit happily with God. And then anyway, so so this 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 dear lady came over to me after a little while. um, A couple of she said, "Um, "Would you like to get in the river?" I thought, "Well, there's there's nothing else going on, so I might as well."
2: Really,
0: (laughs) at least somebody's taking some leadership around here. So (laughs) so she said, "Come with me." I thought, "Okay, well." So I just started wandering around. <laughs> I'm wandering around. And I had one of my good friends, Dave King, with me. And, and we wandered around. We're we look, looking at each other slightly puzzled, thinking, OK. <laughs> and I said, oh, okay. I decided to keep on going because there was nothing else on offer. <laughs> so I'm being honest with you. There's nothing else. OK. It's going around and round and round. And then it started to get a bit, whoo, <laughs> whoo. <laughs> oh, oh, wow, something's happening here. I, I, and, and the corners were particularly tricky. I And then Whoo, whoo. Anyway, <clears throat> I just kept going. Um... <laughs> at the end of the meeting (laughs) it it took me 20 minutes to crawl to the sanctuary (laughs) with my friend Dave King as we we sort of tried to get ourselves together to get in the meeting (laughs) and I thought well, okay my friend David Webster, one of our other leaders there, he'd been in the same meeting and he watched me gradually get more and more sozzled in the spirit as I kept on going, woo, woo, woo. And I was, I was getting, I got myself, I was really happy, really, woo, Dave King as well. And Dave was looking on, he's thinking, I don't know what's happening to Pete. And he'd have a go. This is, I'm giving his testimony, okay. So, this is, you know. Oof, okay. And he sat down. He thought, oh, I'll have another go. <laughs> and he's watching me sort of crawling around the, the, the room at this stage. <laughs> this, this is Dave. He said, he says, I don't know what Pete's getting, but I'm not getting it. And they sit down. And he'd have another look for a while. Anyway, at the end of the meeting, Dave's having this conversation with God. He said, why didn't I get it? you ever felt like that? And God said to him, oh, that's because you keep getting in and out of the river. He said, you're not getting it because you keep getting in and out. When we got back... In the United States, <clears throat> every morning, Dave would do this around his sitting room.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: every morning, his sitting room was small. He decided he was going to stay in the river, and he decided he didn't need to be in some odd prayer meeting to do it. <laughs> he, he, he decided it was going to become his lifestyle. <clears throat> Ever increasing glory is a lifestyle, not an event. Over my life, God has revealed things to me on a continual basis. And I look back at my early days of Christianity and and God used to meet with me on my own. And I remember when he showed me that I was dead to sin. That was a really good day. That was a really good day up to that point I thought I had to keep mucking around with sin and trying to get rid of it keep on rebuking it and uh, I said oh I I dealt with that for you come live and I skipped down the road I was was doing well I uh, skipped and I'm not a skipper (laughs) I'm not a skipper I was skipping I skipped down the road because I thought I am dead to sin you know what? And I, I've never resurrected myself back into it. Because <laughs> I, I live in the new life. So sin over there, I live over here. <clears throat> so many encounters with God. I remember when I had an encounter with the Prince of Peace. It made one of my most darkest moments when I had a cancer diagnosis hanging over me. So I was 27 years old, my daughter was six weeks old, my son was two and a half years old, and I was seriously facing a life expectancy of less than five years. And I didn't want to die. To live to see my kids grow up and grow old with my wife and fulfill the purposes of God in my life. Without going, three nights, well, two nights, I had absolutely no sleep whatsoever because I just paced between my daughter's bedroom, my son's bedroom, and our bedroom. I just looked at my wife, my son, and my daughter and said to God, I don't want to die. I want to live. And on the third night, as I was doing this, literally I had no sleep, which was not good news because I was working up to 136 hours a week in the hospital. So I was tired. On the third night, I got to a place I said to God, "Okay, God, God, I trust you. I trust you that if I die, you will take better care of my family than I possibly could. And at that moment, it talks about he fills you with all joy and peace. As you put your trust in him, it's in Romans 15, verse 13. I want to tell you it's true because as I said that, the Prince of Peace covered me in perfect peace. It was about three o'clock in the morning, I went back to bed, straight to sleep. And I want to tell you, I've lived in peace ever since. Is my peace challenged? Yeah. I've got peace that passes understanding, and I suggest it's a really good lifestyle living in peace rather than trying to find it. Not a, a lot of Christians chase peace. You're not meant to be chasing peace. You're meant to be living in peace, and you live in peace by the power of the Holy Spirit. Because righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit is the kingdom of heaven. I had an encounter with God when I was in a trance for three hours. And uh, he hit me with lightning repeatedly from heaven. Yeah, wow! It was wow. I tell you, it was, it, it's, it's, some of you are saying I wouldn't mind that. I tell you, it was painful. It was, like, it was not funny. It was like being electrocuted repeatedly every couple of seconds for three hours. It was, it was, <laughs> it, it was memorable. Put it that way, memorable. Memorable. <clears throat> now, and I lost track of time, and, and I, it was a Bible, I actually, they were closing the, the meeting where I was at, they had to shoulder, carry me, lift me, carry me back to my tent and just leave me in my tent in this trance with God. Somewhere I'm in the middle of all this. I lifted my right hand up, because I don't know why, and I also I thought, well, that's interesting, because I can throw lightning. Had about an hour and a half practicing throwing lightning around the cosmos with Jesus. It was kind of cool. <laughs> he said, so I, said then I said, what do you want me to do with this? He said, oh, I just want you to be powerful. <laughs> Some of you experienced that last night because I don't need to touch you to release power. I do when I. But I have no doubt if I pray for you power will happen because I'm meant to be powerful are you meant to be powerful (laughs) when the Holy Spirit comes upon you you will receive power and then you will be something you will not just receive power you will be something what will you be? witnesses now witnesses witnesses are people who tell of their experience not just tell of a theory We're not. We're not meant to be preaching the theory of Jesus. We're meant to be preaching the reality of Jesus, which which is demonstrated through signs, wonders, and
2: miracles.
0: (laughs) Preach on. Yeah, you go get your kids. Bring them back. They're going to have fun. Is the kids' program running a bit longer, or not? It's not. Okay. I'm just making sure we weren't sure. Are you all right? I can tell you, I've had so many encounters with God over over the year, over the years, and it carries on. I, you know, I've encountered His pleasure. I'm, I was sitting in a hotel room in Holland, uh, getting ready to do a freedom school a few months ago, and I was sitting, having drinking my orange juice, minding my own business with God, headphones on with Chris Tomlin. It was really good. I was enjoying myself, and God came down upon me in the, in the dining room of this hotel in a place called Harlem <clears throat> and I was overwhelmed, I, I, I was tears starting to go, I, I thought, this is, this is kind of inconvenient here God, you know, I'm on display, I'm on display, I didn't know what to do with myself and then he said to me, Pete, it's happening and he took me back through my 40 years and oh, what he's been building up to right now. And it did happen. I tell you, extraordinary. Again, the, the encounters that, that were happened in there in that church in Holland, as they took hold of the message of glorious freedom, and they now own that. that they, I'm just. There's a, oh, i will going to into all the details. You know, the, they had extraordinary encounters with God and angels, and they said, "Yeah, this is our mission: freedom." I was sitting in a hotel room just. Uh, darling we just crossed the way uh, with Jen Kang and some others <laughs> and uh, Jen, Jen said to me, Pete it's happening I thought, it is it's happening yeah. Are you excited it's happening? Yeah. do you know what's happening yet? well not entirely because actually God's redeeming something but I want to tell you what is happening is, is an outcome of what happened here last March, April time of God releasing greater freedom in your environment and compassion He wants to add on to that, okay? Are you living with what you've already got? That's the question. Because there's a a really sad story in the Old Testament, isn't there, where the the spies go into the land and they come back and they give a report. Two of them say, Yeah, we're powerful. We can do this. God is with us. We've had encounters with the living God. We've experienced the plagues in Egypt, Passover, the Red Sea, mountains that shake... Manner every day, pillar of fire by night, cloud by day. How many encounters were they having these guys? Every daily? How, how, how would you like to, like to wake up at night and say, hmm, pillar of fire still there. Would you like that? <laughs> Where's the pillar of fire right now? He's in you. (laughs) You don't have to look outside. He's in you. You have a pillar of fire and a cloud of his presence in you. (laughs) How willing is he to encounter you? So two spies said, yeah. Ten said, oh man, we're grasshoppers. There's giants in that land. We're frightened of them. We can't do it. We'll go back to Egypt. Much better being a slave than free. How many times did they want to go back to slavery? Repeatedly, the Israelites came, and God released them through extraordinary interactions and power. They walk through the Red Sea into freedom and within a few weeks they want to go back to Egypt. Why? Because they didn't build their encounters into a lifestyle that changed their minds. I just want to say that repentance is it, repentance is, is, is about forgiveness in one sense, but it's a much bigger gift than that. Because repentance means the renewing of your mind, the transforming of your mind. Repentance is your way into ever-increasing glory. And it means when you get an encounter with the living God, you make sure you do something with it in your mind. How do you process these encounters? Do they become part of you, or do they become an event that you look back on waiting for another one to happen? Because that, that's not going to change the world. Okay, so, so these, these 10 spies give, and this, listen to this, this is in Numbers 14. No, no good looking at the watch, because I haven't got one. <laughs> I've got one, it's in my pocket. <clears throat> okay, this is, this is, this is. <laughs> oh man, this is such an extraordinary thing. So this, this is the 10 spies and then the congregations, this is their attitude to leadership now, Moses and the others, you know. So, um, <laughs> the whole assembly talked about stoning them. Now, this is quite a common experience for church leaders. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately so. <laughs> you at me a bit shocked. This is not uncommon. How much do you love your leaders? <laughs> <clears throat> They're leading us into odd stuff. They want us to be free. They want us to be free. Why don't they just tell us what to do? I don't want freedom. I don't want to be responsible. I want somebody to feed me. I'll come to church for a show if you don't mind. I want you to make sure you put on a good show every week, and I'll come back if you're lucky. And then, if you're really lucky, you might get my tithe. But I can withdraw that any time, of course. You know what? I, see, I can control you through my money because I, I can threaten you tomorrow. I'll, I'll leave. I will leave. Because... Oh, actually, I want to stone you. I don't want to just leave. I think I fancy stoning you. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you try to lead me into freedom? I like what I already know. You're challenging my thinking. Ooh do you like preaching that you always agree with <laughs> or do you like preaching that challenges what you already believe to take you to a greater level Ooh, there's a big one right there tough job being a church leader the whole assembly talked about studying then the glory of the Lord appeared at the tent of the meeting of the Israelites Woo! God just turned up. He was already there, but he's, I'm going to show myself now. The Lord said to Moses, how long will these people treat me with contempt? How long will these people treat me with contempt? How long will they refuse to believe in me in spite of all the signs I've performed among them? And they didn't get into the promised land. Sad, is it not? I don't think you want to be like that, do you? <laughs> do you want to enter into all the promises that God's got for you? Well, let me let me take you to a, a verse in 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 Luke Luke eight eighteen. So, if you've got your out. Was that one in my Luke eight eighteen? Might just might just get a little bit. here we go. We doing okay? Whoo. Okay, we'll start at verse 16. No one lights a lamp and hides it in a jar or puts it under a bed. Instead, he puts it on a stand. Are you you putting your light on display or are you hiding it away because of the fear of man? just a thought. He puts it on a stand so that those who come in can see the light. Do you know, our job is to be the light of the world so that the world can see the light of Jesus. For there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed and nothing concealed that will not be known or brought out into the open. Therefore, notice this, consider carefully how you listen. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what he thinks he has, will be taken from him. Is that not an odd verse? How many of you think that's not fair? Seriously, I used to read that verse and I thought I don't understand it and it doesn't look fair to me. I'll just skip over. Seriously, I, 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 I'm, I'm, just, I'm very honest. I've done that with lots of bits of the Bible. I don't really understand that, so I'll just move on. <coughs> Whoever has, gets more, I think. Yeah, good. Whoever hasn't, even what they think they have, gets taken away. Does that seem fair? Does that sound like the grace of God to you? Is it confusing? Are you confused by it? Okay, yeah, it's confusing. How are you going to deal with that confusion? Well, the, the important bit is, list, is, is look at the first part of the verse. Consider carefully how you, listen, how you process what is being put in front of you. Consider carefully how you process what you are being given. Okay? So I can give you a testimony of healing today. Oh, I've got so many. I can give you. Some people can process that and say, "Yeah, that's mine. I'm having it." Some people will can process it through disappointment. Said, "My mum died of that, and I'm, I'm offended by that testimony." Right. The tr- I'm just being honest. A friend, friend of mine. Um, I think I did when I told the story of Mexico last last year. When I, when I, I prayed for a young guy. Uh, who was quadriplegic and remember he walked out the door? It's, a, it's, in, it's the first chapter of my book Unwrapping Lazarus. Okay. Friend, a friend of mine was with me, church leader from the UK. Uh, he tried to stop me doing that and even after it happened he lived offended. Bec- yeah. He, he lived offended. He was with me for two weeks on a mission t- trip. This was at the beginning of a mission trip. And uh, he, he, he lived offended because he had a sister with cerebral palsy who'd never got and got healed and a whole of the trip which was two weeks we started the trip he was unhappy see what what, what he I'm not trying to condemn this guy, all right? I'm not going to give you his name so you don't know who he is because that's not my job. See, this guy was presented with an opportunity to see something that could give him hope for his sister. He said, wow, God's just done it. Let's go again. God can do it. No, God hasn't healed my sister. I'm not going to rejoice at this. An extraordinary miracle and he didn't we had an awkward two weeks remember I told you about my mum dying yeah I chose not to be offended how I processed that I thought I lost that battle but I'm fighting. I'm going to fight the war and then nine years almost exactly to the year a day later nine years later a lady with the same cancer ugly thing came to our healing centre and got completely free from it (coughs) why? because my mum was unoffended by her lack of healing I chose to be I chose to be then what I got was more because I was accepting what I had already been given and not denying it okay when when the Toronto blessing happened, okay, and many of you will remember those days, on a little sip of water. People from all around the globe flocked to Toronto. And, and, and the UK, they UK was there on steroids. we were allowing it, everybody, every, it seemed to be every church in the UK was was, was affected by denominations, Anglicans, this, that charismatics, everything. And, and the, you know, wow, it was amazing. Uh, three years in, it was all lost. Pretty much in the UK. Three years in, it was pretty much all gone. And then theology and thinking was formed that actually started to process uh, what Toronto did in a negative way, uh, which actually then started to con- condemn... Uh, as immature, any physical manifestations of the spirit. So fear was then layered over. So if you had any manifestations, you would be labeled as immature because we've moved on from that. We we've we've, we who are mature have moved on from that. But they've moved on without incorporating it into their life. And I'll tell you why. This is because they processed it in servant mode rather than son and daughter mode and they became the Martha back in the kitchen rather than Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus does that make sense to you? they were given the same opportunity everyone was some grew in it and some even what they had been given was lost to them that make sense? because it's a, it, it, it doesn't, it, it's not logical, because e, e, those who haven't got even what they have is is lost to them. So if they haven't got it in the first place, even what they have doesn't make sense. What, what i saying, if they, they consider that they haven't got this, yeah. then they lose it. Whereas those who embrace what's going on, even if they don't understand it, will grow in it. So what is going on now? So, this is, so, so how you embrace what is going on right now there is an opportunity for you to grow in something. I don't know what God is revealing, okay? And I, I hesitate to say that God is revealing one thing at this moment in time because he seldom reveals just one thing when he's moving like this. So, so don't box it up and package it and make a book out of it. <laughs> it's, 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 what is God doing? And it could be different for you than what's happening in the church down the road. Don't judge the other churches down the road because that's what shared glory looks like. God is going to dip it out. He's going to distribute out all of his stuff. No one church is going to have it all. (laughs) Does that make sense? So if we we start to say, oh, well, the bit we got, that was far more glorious than the bit you got. (laughs) What have you then got? Disunity. This, whereas if you say wow that, that glorious church down the road you should see the revelation they've got out of what God is doing let's sit at their feet and, and get from them all that God's good and that's mutual submission that's what, this, I, I happily submit to anybody who's got goodies from heaven people often me say, say hey Pete who, who, who do you submit to I say anybody anybody who's got goodies from heaven I will, I will happily kneel at their feet not in subservience but I'll give me what you got rather than hey I'm, I'm the big apostle around here <laughs> I, I, I need you to pay attention to me if you don't mind because my gift is superior <laughs> it's dangerous stuff Does that make sense? To you yeah. will you put yourself at the feet of somebody who's got goodies from heaven, even if you don't understand? Yeah, come on. It's, it's absolutely massive. So what God is doing now, it's great, isn't it? The people are going there and they're putting themselves at a place. I don't know much about this cause, but it's not charismatic. None for being charismatic, is it? Is that right? Am I right? I'm right, so I'm not, this is not, I'm just trying to, I don't know them. So, charismatics go, well, hold on a minute. We have the Holy Spirit. Because <laughs> we're, we're the charismatic. We're the charismatic. I'm loving the humility that people are going and kneeling to receive all that God has got for them in this moment in time. But whatever He reveals, I want it to become my lifestyle not an event that I visited
2: and look back with a fond memory
0: so good. <laughs> go get the goodies pray God can bring them here <laughs> he already is other people will come here because they want the goodies of heaven. Just give them away unconditionally. Well, Might be a bit inconvenient because you've got to have your doors open. Somebody's got to do the job. Well, make sure it's not just the leaders, please. It's the leader's job. Open the doors. Actually, it's all our jobs. <laughs> do you know what? There's not a gift of putting out of chairs. It's just a job that needs to get done. There's <laughs> also not a gift of doing the washing up, but do you know what? I do it. I'm just happy making people a cup of coffee or tea at Eastgate. I just wander around as me. I'm me. People at Eastgate, sometimes we have visitors say, what do we call you? I say, Pete. <coughs> I say, yeah, but what's your real name? <laughs> We know, need to know your title. I said, I've got one if you really want it because that's one I earned. I, I did earn Dr. Pete, so I don't mind that one, but anything else? The gifts that I have are gifts of grace given to me. Oh, this is such a big thing. I need to stop, so. Oh, God. Anything you given, anything God gives to you is by grace, but then he wants you to steward it so that it grows in your life so you can be a conduit for that grace flowing to other people especially the world yeah. that makes sense once you once you think you've earned it by performance you're in real trouble Whew. glorious freedom I'm going to encourage you. I'd like to say more. But my book, Unwrapping Lazarus, is is basically subtitled "Free to Live as God Intended," and that can help you. There's all sorts of goodies in there. And then my book, Faith, is about how to grow in faith. It's about what what is genuine faith. What does genuine faith look like? How it's 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 not the same as hope, but hope is is the soil within which faith can grow. Enemies of faith, because you know, devil's going to try and cut across your faith. Uh, how to recognize that, then how to grow in faith. That's the three sections of the book, okay? Because you need faith to move mountains. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. It's, it's a big deal. So, Time ah, to pray, eh? Are you a grasshopper? What are you? Giants. Giants. Are you glorious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you getting more comfortable with that? <laughs> we'll, we'll practice that again. If you don't know what I'm talking about, get the message from last night. We're glorious ones. I am glorious. That's because, because Jesus has given me glory, okay? Can you say that? I'm a glorious child of God. And I want to move from one degree of glory to another. I want you just to make sure you're not aiming at event Christianity, okay? But you're fully embracing the life that God has given to you in all its fullness. Jesus, thank you that it was for freedom you set us free. Father I pray you give, give us wisdom not to return to slavery may we embrace our glorious destiny thank you for what you're doing in this nation and around the world at this time oh, here's another thought sorry, just, I didn't say this last night you know, what, does, what does glory look like, what is glory? actually glory is the Holy Spirit inside you it's not <laughs> So I've got to mention that bit well, what is it? The Holy Spirit inside you is the glorious one. That's why you've got the glory, okay? Now, what I think... One of the things that I'm, I'm convinced God is doing at the moment is restoring our awe of God. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that he's... He, he's, he's, he's and i going to have to rest on that. He's restoring the awe of God to us because although God is, is our Father, he's also the awesome God. So I love crawling up onto my daddy's lap, but I also... I'm quite happy to look into the gaze of the line of Judah, and his eyes are fearsome. Joaquin, how do you want us to do finish? What do you want us to do with this? Okay, um, that, that's it's always very dangerous to say however I like, but it's. Weekends ago, we had an encounter weekend at Eastgate, and this is basically doing what we just told you that build your encounters are an invitation into more of God. Okay, so on the Emmaus Road, the guy, the, the two people had an encounter with Jesus on the Emmaus Road. Jesus, will, Jesus said, I'm going to go further, but what did they do? They invited him in. I tell you, an encounter you're not going to get the fruit of an encounter unless you actually invite Jesus into the place of intimacy in your life. And I think that's what we're going to do. Okay, so, Does that make sense? Their hearts were burning within them. That was good. Great Bible study with Jesus. But with Jesus was going to move on but, because he was waiting for them to invite him in. Jesus is waiting for you to invite him into the depth of your being so that you'll get a new revelation of who he is. That will change you because the guys got the revelation of who Jesus was. Then they had to run back to Jerusalem in the middle of the night and say, "It's true, yeah. Jesus is alive." Yes. Now, so anyway, so we were doing a fire tunnel at the end of our encounter week, um, and this lady came through, and I have I've done lot, lots of fire tunnels. Yeah, we've done lots of fire tunnels in our time, haven't we, Joaquin? And we've had all sorts of ones with with you know, the pleasure of God, the heat of God. The... This lady came through. I'd never seen anybody quite like it in a fire tunnel. It was her eyes were out on stalks. So and and and, and, and she was, she looked petrified. So, and she was completely transfixed. and and, and, and she was. Trying, trying to make her way to, to the end of the tunnel. And I laid hands on her. She was shaking. Anyway, I thought, man, what's happened to her? So afterwards, I went and spoke with her. I thought, I'd better find out what's going on. And she said, I have no idea what to say. I was so frightened, and yet I was so peaceful. She said, in all my years of Christianity, I've never experienced anything like this. She just looked into the eyes of God. He is our dad in heaven. He's also the Lion of Judah. And he's roaring. You know, in the book of Narnia... say with Aslan is he safe is he safe no but he is good Jesus isn't safe he's not meant to be safe and neither are you (laughs) but you are meant to be good